I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, what's up? This your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. Yeah, I see the title. We have a wonderful story to tell today. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vail's World Podcast. If you would like to sponsor or be featured on the upcoming episode, feel free to shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmunger.com. And for those that really want to share an extra dose of support, feel free to hit us up on Anchor. You can leave a voice memo that will be featured on an upcoming episode. And you can be a monetary investment for as little as 99 cents a month. Look in the description. The link is right there. Let's get on with the show. So today's good read, The Ethical Slut, third edition, a practical guide on polymary, open relationships, and open freedoms in sex and love by Janet W. Hardy and Dosi Esten. This book was a lot. It's a lot in the title itself. So you could just imagine what reading it was about. This is a classic guide to love, sex, and intimacy beyond the limits of the conventional. Monogamy has been ah, forced upon us. It reflects on today's modern attitudes and the latest information on non-traditional relationships. This book is very cringing, especially for those very traditional people. The authors also include new content addressing non-traditional relationships beyond the polymanagery pentagram of more than two. And then they went to the next level, which couples who don't live together, couples who don't have sex with each other, non-parallel arrangements, couples with widely divergent sex styles, power disparities, cross-orientation relationships. It's just so much, man. Utilizing non-binary gender language and new terms that have come into common usage in this last... I want to say decade, but I really don't know. I'm still learning. So much information I learned from this book. It's crazy. And you'll be surprised of the community. But for the sake of this episode, when I say relationships, I'm saying what 95% of the world may tend to believe what relationships are. And this book really opens your your mind. And hopefully it encourages and, and sparks conversations between spouses because the hardest conversations and in intimate relationships tend to be sex and finances. The two things that people are uncomfortable talking about in relationships, usually the reason individuals are broken up and divorced. Crazy, right? And I'm not going to go too far in it. This is the book that can help you out. The Ethical Slut, third edition, a practical guide on polymary, open relationships, and open freedoms in sex and love by Janet Hardy and Dazi Esten. Let me know how y'all feel. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vales World Podcast. If you all have a book suggestion, Awesome comments about this book. Feel free to shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. What's poppin'? Man, told y'all it's going to be a wonderful episode. And we're going to start it off with Jada and Will Smith. The world hasn't took the time to forgive Jada. Although Will has. I don't know why people haven't got over it. But Jada has went viral again. There was a meme from Red Table Talk. And someone, after a while, someone found a way to manipulate the entire situation. So they created this meme and they were talking about 
Jada's response or comment as it pertains to her and Will's sex life, which was like, oh, so we got so many different memes. It's hilarious. I'll make sure I post them. It's, it's hilarious. Future got involved. Somebody said Will need to hang out with, with Future. And Future said, I'd rather hang out with Jada. It's been crazy. But what's even crazier is when you take the time to actually listen to the entire clip. Now, a couple years ago, Jada was like the queen of advice. It was like, oh my God, she's the guru. We need to listen to her. She is wonderful. She's so open and transparent, so real and honest. And then in August, I seen a thing happen. And that took a lot of steps back. Then Will had to come back to the show. They had to talk about it and all these things. And then it kind of went quiet for a minute. And then Tupac situation started coming up around Tupac's birthday. She always say something about Tupac. I mean, she's asked. We kind of know how she feel and felt about Tupac and their relationship. But if people took the time to look at the actual video, what she was saying has been scientifically proven like it's in so many books about relationships like she sound like a healed person that's open to communicating so many individuals projecting our norms on them which the book the ethical slut honestly the title is there just to grab people attention but the information in that book it's it tells you it guides you on how to be more open with your spouse, how to talk about your needs and wants sexually with your spouse, and then how that energy could translate to other things. Because if you could talk about sex and finances, everything else is a lot easier. And that's all she said. After 23 years of marriage, of course, intimacy is going to die down. It's going to die down within a year. It's the same person, same type of loving. And then you start getting expectations as if, since you love me, you're supposed to know these things and you kind of tap into that space. And that's all she was addressing. And because we have normalized this idea that love makes you a mind reader, we eliminate the space for communication. And that's all Jada was saying. She was saying she has grown from that little girl that assumed that my spouse is supposed to know what I want, when I want it and how I want it. And I became comfortable and more confident with expressing to my spouse my needs and wants and desires. That's all she said. She ain't say they sex was bad. She just said she gained the confidence to communicate more about her needs and wants. And as you get older, you start developing more needs and wants. As you continue to share intimacy with one person for a long span of time, you want to continue to find ways to give it a spark. There's nothing wrong with that. She's just being honest. And people say, well, I feel like she talk about her relationship too much. Don't get me wrong. I don't look at, watch, listen too many talk shows, but this has been the only platform of this magnitude with someone of this stature that I have experienced and been exposed to that has a talk show where they're talking about them. They're not talking about other people. They're not gossiping. They're not creating rumors. They're not bashing they're not doing none of that they are literally talking about and reflecting on them their experiences and we hate her for it if y'all don't want red table talk go look at wendy williams it seems like that's what y'all want more y'all want people that's invested in talking down on the black community and not those that's been through shit that's trying to uplift so that we don't make the same mistakes it's crazy will and jada they'll be all right they always do ah and I'm kind of late on this episode, a lot of reasons. I've been sick, 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 sick. It all started with Monday. But before I get to Monday, I got to get y'all a backstory. So I ran another 5K, did great. It was amazing. I actually did, did pretty cool. Got the same time 
as I did the week before when I ran my first 5K. Only reason I ran this 5K because I signed up for it like three months ago, forgot about it, popped up. I'm like, Dad. And for those that do know, my knee been messed up since my mom's birthday, like really went out. If I could find a video, I might share it of my ring camera when I was running and I just stopped. Like it was crazy. So I ran four times this month, really four times this month. Two of them have been in competitive events, which I got the same time, 23 minutes, 32, 36 seconds, I believe it was there. Well, my pace was the same, seven minutes, 36 seconds a mile which was great first time i stopped the second time i didn't stop i was determined not to stop the second race anywho so i was like yep i'm not gonna run i'm gonna calm down I'm gonna chill out monday hits i want to check the mailbox the mailbox is probably a three minute walk probably five six minute commute back and forth and because i'm not running i'm like i just walk over there so i've been limping y'all i've been limping so i limped over there boom no cloud in sight beautiful day I get to the mailbox. Next thing you know, huge cloud. I get my package. I get the mail. I'm walking back. Rain, like hurricane, like no drip, drip, drip. Just fall. Boom. Again, y'all, I'm limping. So I'm limping back, but I got a little pep in my step. I have some flip-flops, a hat on socks, a t-shirt, and some shorts. So I'm walking, limping, getting back. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this shortcut. Probably was a good idea. Probably was a bad idea. I don't know. But the shortcut is a pathway that is filled with grass. Grass, rain, thought it'd be an easy day, good decision. Let's make this shortcut. I go through the shortcut and I found out the grass is very squishy. It was like walking on a sponge or like, but it was just grass and water. So every step it was squish, squish, squish. I was like, dang, some was deeper than others. I was almost ankle high in just water. Again, my socks on. I finally get to the house. I was thinking about taking a shower. I'm going to take a hot shower. And then I got here. I was like, nah, nah. I just took all the wet stuff off, put some dry clothes on. I thought I was good. Nope. Woke up the next morning, throat tight. Oh, my God. Hurt. But I was able to pull through, drunk some orange juice, figured it out. And then the next morning, woke up, stomach hurt, BGs. Oh, I don't know how or where it came from. But some stomach bug had me on the toilet, like... Oh, man, I had a couple meetings that I was trying to push through. It was terrible, terrible. And that lasted about two days. I was supposed to go to Costa Rica Thursday. So I was trying to make sure that was good. I get to the airport and I found out there's another step in traveling. Thank you, COVID. So there's a health declaration form that I forgot to sign because when I looked at the email, it said documentations, it said all this other stuff. I was under the assumption that it was the same as my trip to Cancun where you travel there, it's cool, and then you have to get your COVID test within 72 hours before coming back to America. I thought that's what it was, but it wasn't. This health declaration form was real, and I'm not sure completely, but it was an option. The two options was, are you vaccinated? And yes, if you say yes, they would ask you for the information. I didn't go that far, but if you wasn't vaccinated, you need travels insurance, travels health insurance. And then they had four companies in which they recognized. So... I saw Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and I was like, oh, I'm familiar with that. So, of course, I got that one. Try to hurry up. Try to do all this within 15 minutes. Go to Blue Cross, Blue Shield. They directed me to Geo Travel something, I don't know, which was their travels insurance brand of the agency. So, I did that, paid for it, and then I went back to the health declaration form, went to Blue Shield, Blue Cross, and it wasn't acknowledging that. And after that, I was just... 
like, you know what? Yeah, I win. The lady asked, she was like, hey, you know, I can get you a flight for tomorrow because that'll be the last. We only got one flight going to Costa Rica from Houston today, and we don't have a flight that gets you to Houston in time. And I was like, no, it's okay. We just refund it. It's all right. And she's like, wow, you're not mad? Like, I'm like, no. Like, there's really no reason, no point for me to be upset. I'm just happy that this was a solo trip and that I didn't have to consider anybody else's time in this process. So, yeah, it was good. It all worked out. And then that led me to getting vaccinated. So I finally got vaccinated, got my first shot. I haven't had COVID through this entire time. Thank God. And because I want to travel and do other things, I feel like it was the right thing to do for me anyway. I'm in a wedding that's in Jamaica in December. And that's a situation where I can't just say, okay, I won't go. So yeah, my arm hurts. That's really the only thing. Like it hurts. I won't even say I feel like somebody punched me in my arm. I have no idea, but it hurts bad. And that's okay. I'm all right with that. So let me know what's popping with y'all. Or if y'all got some comments on what's popping with me, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you'd like to shoot us an email at Vales World Podcast at LDMunger. Dot com. Now, hot topic. Man, it's a lot. So in short, I got slutted out. I did not know that was going on until it happened. I like, had to reflect on it. Like, wow, this is what it feels like. So to give you the backstory, I was in St. Louis for a funeral a while back. I had to be at the airport in Orlando at 6 o'clock just so I could make it. So the funeral and the wake was all in the same day. The wake was at 9 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. My flight got there around 8. 30. So I had to be woken around four o'clock, packed, ordered my Uber, got an Uber around 445 ish, probably before that. I don't stay too far. Got to the airport by 515, got through TSA, all that stuff. Thank God for TSA pre-check and being A-list with Southwest, make my life so much easier. Got on a plane. St. Louis is a hour back. So we flew back in time and I was there around 8 30 got the rental car things of that nature went to my grandmother's house changed clothes showered real fast picked her up went to the funeral right out the real fast probably got to the wake at around 9 30 so no it was a long day already and it was a long day the day before i had to do so many things in orlando before i even left say all this to say i was tired even at the funeral so when the funeral was over i dropped my grandmother off back home before the repass and then I was at the repast to about 6.30, which again is 7.30. So I've been up from 4 in the morning to 7.30, just on go. And in the meantime, I was texting this girl. Backstory on that. We reconnected about two weeks before the visit. I've known her for a long time, like probably 10, 12 years. We've been on and off. We haven't been communicating straight. We have went plenty of years in between time, like, I haven't talked to her in like probably three, four, maybe even five or six years at this point. So we reconnected. She wasn't aware that I was coming to St. Louis until two days before. And that's because I didn't want to put too much on her. But then I also got to the point where I didn't want to not tell her that I wasn't coming. That's rude, especially since we've been communicating consistently for the last two weeks, at least every other day. So I was telling her. And all of that, da 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 da. She finally had time. She dropped her location when I was at the repass, and I realized that it was ten minutes away. I was like, "Oh, I just stopped by, you know, get a hug, say what's up, keep it pushing." So I slid over, thinking that it would be a high and by situation. Nope, she had it all mapped out. I'm talking weed, wine, douce, cooking, 
Netflix was on and everything, y'all. I mind blown. Straighten up, cleaning up, taking her hair down. I got out the shower, came out smelling, looking good. I'm like, what? And again, I'm just over there enjoying the food, sipping the wine, drinking the alcohol, twisting up and, and blowing. Like I was good. And I was tired. Again, I was tired. And I was already drinking at the repast. I was tired. Not only was I physically drained, I was emotionally drained. I was at a funeral, my cousin's funeral. So I was just tired. And then on top of that, I wasn't expecting to be slutted out. I just thought I was coming to say hi and bye. I was just so innocent. Haven't seen you in years. We just started communicating two weeks prior. I just happened to be in the neighborhood. Next thing I know, I was getting ahead by dozing off. And it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. Like, I was like, oh, I definitely woke up. I woke up. And when I, you know, I came, she looked at me like, okay. And for those that don't know, you know, I'm very childish. I don't give head. So that was out of the question. But I had to get myself together. Like, I had to, like, wake up fully and really be a part of what's going on. Because, again, that wasn't my intentions on the visit. I seen everything you know i seen the situation but i wasn't sure that's what she was on so soon because there's been some points in our relationship where it caused the the separation in a sense so i wasn't ready for that i was like you know just happy to see you at this point i was tired i was tired physically and emotionally drained again i've been up since four o'clock in the morning eastern time on a flight on go Pick up granny, wake, funeral, drop granny off, repass, her. Nothing, no rest in between. Drain. But when a man is called into the game, you have to be ready to play. So after a while, I got myself together, grabbed the condom, and did what I had to do. Got to see it through, my boy. Had to get it done. And it wasn't my best, but I thought I did my thing, especially under all the circumstances. Physically drained, emotionally drained, mentally drained. Sexually, I wasn't too drained, but I wasn't full. Again, I wasn't expecting this. Under the influence, so many different factors. But I had to see it through, my boy. Crazy part, all this happened while we was on the couch. We had a whole room. Still don't know why we ain't going to the room. We had a whole bedroom. All this happened on the couch. And she was a little bitty thing, too. She about 5'5 five, five or shorter. Hey, I know I'm 6'3. I'm big as hell. You know, pounding. Boom. Doing my thing. Somehow I wake up 7 o'clock in the morning in her bedroom. I grab my stuff, say my goodbyes. And apparently I got ghost. I got ghost and didn't know. Because I'm just so fucking naive and optimistic. I just figured she was busy. I text her back later that day just to check in. I try to not be that person that have sex with you and don't communicate with you <laughs> at all. That's a root. Or play that waiting game of figuring out who's going to text who first. So I just eliminate that real fast. Go ahead and open lines of communication right after that so we can eliminate that. Didn't get a response. Figured she was busy. It was cool for me. Some weeks go by. Probably text her like twice or so within like this two week span. Again, I didn't expect our communication to change. Although the two weeks prior to the visit, we was communicating more and a lot of it was just catching up. So I didn't expect too much of it. But when she finally responds, she said, well, that's something I want us to talk about. I was like, ooh. So I was excited because at this point, I figured something was going on. Like, yeah, you could have been busy that weekend. You could have been busy week one. You could have been busy week two. Well, in between time, it was some time to respond to a text. Just say something. So she built up the confidence and she told me, she was like, the sex was bad. And I was flabbergasted. I was like, what? Yeah, pretty much told me my shit was trash. And I was like, oh, ego. Not really. I was really interested in seeing like 
her thoughts of this. Like, oh, yeah, tell me more. I loved her honesty. I wanted her to dive deeper. Because that's just the person I am. Like, I mean, you win some, you lose some. But you live to fuck another day. And I'm positive I had more great experiences than bad. So I wasn't too pressed. It wasn't messing up with my ego or pride. And it's good to learn from these things, right? And to have these conversations. Especially knowing that sex and finances and any relationship, any intimate relationship, are like the hardest things to talk about. So why would I shut her down when she was having this moment of vulnerability? As a man and a person that has this knowledge, have to open up the floor and invite these conversations. So we had the conversation. It didn't take too long, but it finally came out. She mentioned how we known each other for almost 10 years. She thought that... The experience would have been something magical. And in my brain, I was like, okay, let's reflect. Let's go back. Let's talk about me waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, not even mentioning everything that I did the days leading up to the trip. Waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Soon as I get to St. Louis, rushing to get dressed, picking up my grandmother, going to the funeral. I'm from the funeral, drop my grandmother off, then going to the wake, leaving the wake around 6.30 to come to you. I'm with you. Wasn't expecting sex. Wasn't expecting to get more drunk. Wasn't expecting to smoke weed. Literally came there for a high and by and ended up becoming, you know, what it was. I woke up in the morning. That's that. Like, I didn't have the capacity for the type of sex that you wanted. And then I also don't see our relationship in that light. Like I can't give you the the fairy tale moment because that's misleading. Like I can't give you the capital L A V E L L D M O N G E R when we ain't even there yet. Because I do that and now you thinking that it's more. So now you saying that, oh yeah, it felt good. Like everything was all right, but the connection wasn't there. Like we known each other for about 10 years, but let's be real. We just connected two weeks prior to the experience. We had no conversations about sex. Like sex wasn't even in my mind. So the magical piece, that's something that we could have talked about. And I would never came that night because I knew the space that I was in. And then we could have altered some of them expectations and or had a conversation that, hey, if we do have this moment that nothing else may not come from this moment outside of more moments like this. I don't want you to be my girlfriend. We cool, but that's it. So I'm glad that it allows to have that. And in that moment, that's when I realized the importance of intimacy and sex. Sex is better with intimacy. And that's what we was missing. We had sex, but it was no intimacy there. That's what would have created that magical moment that didn't exist. But we finally got it together. But yeah, man, got slutted out. Got Netflix and chill. You know, us men, we think that having a do say, having a good blunts, chill, not having to go out. We thought, we, you know, we think we winning. In reality, she had it all planned. Ah, <sighs> If this has ever happened to one of you all, feel free to let us know on our social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. Or shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast.com peace and love thank you thank you thank you join me in my journey to success by following on facebook twitter instagram at veils world podcast if you have any comments questions or concerns you would like to address or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Vail's World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more.
Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.